Hey guys, welcome along to a new episode of Scheme Me Up Body. We're getting into another little chat on Star Trek Picard. And if you're unfamiliar with the show, uh, we're uploading two nights a week. Uh, Tuesdays, we're doing the newer Star Trek stuff. Picard, Discovery, all that sort of stuff. And on Thursday nights, we're getting into the good stuff. We're currently going through Star Trek, the original series on Thursday evenings on the show so please come back and check that out then so let's get into this now with the episode Nepenthe if I'm pronouncing that right now I did say in the last one I wasn't sure if this series is going to stand out as much as The Next Generation the original series Deep Space Nine all the classic shows I don't think this new one is going to just be in that same category. But this episode, Nepenthe, which is episode 7, it did bring me back on board slightly. Uh, the show itself, I do feel, has been stretched out a little bit further than what it really needs. And I did say in the last review, I think it's because we don't have the, the captain's log you know, that sort of thing in there that, you know, can compress time down a little bit. That was the beautiful thing about the logs in Star Trek, you know. If I wanted to save time in an episode, it was very easy to put a voiceover on there, you know, Captain's Log, Stardate, blah, blah, blah. Of course, he's not a captain now. He's not even on Starfleet, but we could have a personal log sort of a thing. But, uh, unfortunately, we don't have that. So, I think we're wasting more time than we should on stuff that's not really necessary but this one here i really did enjoy this episode because we got at the end of the episode of course picard and soji escape the board cube with the help of hugh and they use this like long range transporter has got a a huge distance you know uh and he picks a planet in the Penthe, and it's going to take his crew, the ship, uh, what do you call the ship? I keep forgetting the name of the ship. And this series, it's, you know, it doesn't stand out just as much as Enterprise or Voyager or something like that. The ship is called La Ser- Serena. La Serena. Yeah. That's not a, not a standout name for a ship either. Anyway, at the start of this episode, the ship and the crew are trapped by a a tractor beam, can't escape the cube, and Elnor is on the cube, and uh, that's going to be a big problem when the ship leaves. But Picard, Soji managed to get to the the Penfey, and they meet up with uh, a young girl, and this is the daughter of Will Riker. And Diana Troy. And uh, this episode was a very, very simple piece of storytelling on this one. I think this was the... In my mind, what this episode did was bring Picard back into focus. There's a lot of stuff happening in this series where he's making choices. He's doing different things that just don't seem up to this point to be Picard-like. Uh, like in the previous episode, we had him sit in the corner and of the, the bridge of the ship 
And, you know, his crew, one of his crew is drinking herself to death. One of his oldest friends in the face of the planet. Rafi. Like, she's, you know, Picard wouldn't let Rafi knowingly destroy herself the way that she's doing in this series, you know. It's just little things I got there for me just don't seem Picard-like. And this episode in the Penthe does deal with that in a way. Uh, the beautiful thing about this episode is... Uh, and I wasn't expecting this girl to be as good as she was in the series. Uh, Kestra, played by Lulu Wilson, who is uh, Will and Diana's daughter. She plays the big part in this episode to help Soji because Soji's just realised he's only about three years old she's an artificial life form uh, Kestra accidentally lets it slip when Picard and her arrive in the Penthe uh, Soji says that Picard says he's a friend of my father and Kestra's like who's your father and you know Picard's like you know, I'm sure your parents told you about Commander Data. And uh, she just blurts it out. And the childlike character that she is. What? You're an android? And that's how Soji finds out. But it's through that relationship, throughout this episode between Kestra and Soji, that actually helps Soji kind of start to come to terms with the whole thing. And, you know... Diana has a moment in this episode with Soji where she does the counsellor part on her. And uh, Soji's like, you know, I don't trust Picard. I don't trust Kestra. I definitely don't trust you guys. Like, you bring me to this planet that's filled with friendly people and whatnot. And I don't trust anybody. And uh, Picard pipes up, you know, that's right. You know, we brought you here to torment you sort of thing. And Soji actually, like, you know, really pushes him out of the way. And she could literally break him in half. And Picard actually says that in the episode, you know, she could have broke me in two, but, you know, I should be glad she held herself back. And probably for the first time that I can remember, Diana Troy steps up to Picard and, you know, gives him what for. You know, you had that coming sort of thing. Do you even know what this girl went through? And it's not that Troy is reading any emotions from Soji. She's an artificial life form. So Diana can't use her telepathy and, you know, read her in any way. But just the, the conversation that you had with her, you just seen that, you know, this girl... Artificial life form, droid, whatever you want to call Soji, uh, her ability to trust was a flaw in her system, sort of a thing. And the Romulans really, really took full advantage of her. And she's been treated so badly. And now that she's been kind of broken in that way, she doesn't want to try and trust people again. Scenes between Picard and Riker were beautiful in this episode as well. Picard doesn't want to get them into any trouble. You know, he he's came to this planet more or less because it's a, a last ditch attempt at we need 
somewhere safe, but I didn't want to get uh, Will and Diana and this thing in any way, so he is trying his best not to tell Riker what exactly is going on. But there's a point in the episode where Soji looks at Sovereign and she does his head tilt to the side and uh, straight away I was just like, beautiful, nice little nod right there. And that's where the penny drops for Will because he does, he heard just previous to this happening that she was actually able to read a book in under two minutes or something, there's like 300 pages on it or something. And Riker is like, you know what, I'm just going to talk here and uh, you don't have to say anything but uh, you know, if I'm right, I'm right and if I'm not, I'm not sort of the thing so he goes over just what he's seen since they got there and what, you know, Picard is worried about cloaking devices that says Romulans uh, you don't want to tell us anything, you want to try and keep us as far away as you can that says to me, tell us you are and this girl here, I would know that head tilt anywhere. She's got data, DNA in there sort of thing. So she's a, a, clearly an android. You know, just gets everything straight off. And uh, how am I doing? And Picard says, you're doing pretty good for Pizza Chef. You know, Will's basically just making dinner in this episode. That's all Will Riker does and has appearance in Star Trek, Picard. He's making dinner for his family. Diana is, you know, doing her thing. We also do find out that the reason Riker and, and Troy are on this planet is because they had a son who had a, a disease that could have been... He's dead now, so, you know, they've got this daughter and uh, she's kind of broken because she's lost her older brother, but we find out in the episode that the reason they're on the Penfey is because the, the soil has got regenerative properties on it and it's good for growing stuff and whatnot, you know, and, and like they're living off the land sort of thing. That's the reason we came here. Uh, we do find out that their son died from this disease and he, he could have been treated they use a positronic net to work on a treatment for this disease the son could have been saved but because of the attack on Mars and the artificial life forms turning and the ban on synthetic life forms they weren't allowed to get the treatment that they needed for their son and their son died so there is their story is very much deeply interconnected with everything that Picard is going through in this series and uh, yes it was just a beautiful beautiful episode um, back in the board cube uh, Hugh has been you know he's getting hauled over the, the coals because of him helping to get Picard and Soji off the ship and it's uh, Nerissa the the sister of Narek who you know did the main games on Soji and she's 
like you know, asking them questions, and if he doesn't answer, she kills one of the ex-bees, which we found out in the last episode is ex-Borg, uh, the Borg reclamation program. You know, taking Borgs and removing their synthetic parts, bringing them back into their humanity, and uh, they got these guys all lined up, and they're asking Hugh all these questions, and if he doesn't answer, they shoot one of them, and she gives him one last chance, and he still won't reveal where Picard went and uh, she takes this opportunity to kill all the XBs they had lined up and uh, Hugh for the first time we see him in the full throes of his humanity in this episode he's on his knees he's bawling his eyes out he's a broken broken man but we do still have Elnor running about in the background so he teams up with Hugh Tells the crew, you know, he calls the crew there trying to get him off the cube and he's like, you know what, I'm staying here, my help's needed. And him and Hugh team up to try and take on the Romulans on the the cube. And uh, <clears throat> just then, the ship has let go from the tractor beam and we have Narak and a Romulan ship hunting down the crew who are trying to get to Nepenthe to pick up the card. Uh, they can't figure out, you know, they're going into warp. He's warping, catching up with them every time. They try and do a couple of manoeuvres to, you know, slip out of warp speed. Let him overshoot them. Then go back to warp, take a new, plot a new course to their destination and try their hardest to get rid of them. But it just, it's not happening. And we can't figure, well, they can't figure out why this is happening, why they, they keep catching up with it and Rios, Captain Rios, he starts to suspect Rafi as being the one that is the reason why the Romulans are able to track them in their ship you know she left a couple of episodes before she left and she was gonna go off and do her own thing as far as, Ra or as Rios is concerned like she just went couple hours later she came back no explanation but of course we the viewer know that she went with them on this trip so she can meet up with her son and try and make amends for being a terrible mother and uh, she was told to take her own jump so she came back to the ship and she's been drinking herself slowly to death since then <clears throat> what else is happening in this episode we do Rios uh, tells Agnes Gerardi, Dr. Agnes Gerardi, who of course we know killed Bruce Maddox, and she realizes that it's actually her that is the one responsible for the, the Romulans being able to track them. Uh, everything sort of hits home, like she's been slowly going into like a self destruct since she killed Maddox, and we find out in a flashback that, uh, she was when she was visited by Commodore O, the head of Starfleet security. We discover now what the conversation was that they had, and uh, O is uh, Vulcan, so she did a Vulcan mind meld with Gerardi and says this is what would happen if artificial life is allowed to exist. And through the mind meld, she sees. 
earth getting totally destroyed and blown away sort of a thing so and saying that there you know we don't know if that is a real sort of a thing that she got or it was just a made up thing but the uh, Commodore O and Starfleet and the Romulans are working together and whatever is happening in this series Gerardo realises that it's her fault they're being tracked and she I don't want to say she attempts to take her own life but she realises that as long as she is there breathing she can be traced because Commodore O gave her this thing that she had to chew up and swallow which is she was told this is how we're going to track you uh, she thought she was working for Starfleet Intelligence and now everything starts to you know hit home that you know there's a conspiracy going on here and I'm a part of it and we're going to get into trouble here if I don't do something about it so she takes this hypo spray uh, can't recall what the computer said was in it but there was a warning you know depending on species this could have a lethal effect and she takes and uh, puts it to her neck presses the button and uh, straight away falls to the floor starts foaming at the mouth the image comes online and by the end of the episode she is in a coma and that is enough she's not dead but that's enough to knock out the whatever this thing was in her system that the Romulans were able to track and trace so Narek trapped in his little shuttle not happy at the end of the episode there is a huge piece of the puzzle I missed out on there is a confrontation between Hugh and the Romulans on the cube with Elnor backing him up and you know Narissa said earlier in the episode that you know whenever she was killing the XBs she's like you know with the the whole deal between the Starfleet and the Romulans and whatnot, uh, it would be a breach for me to kill you. You're sort of protected. And uh, she hears Hugh planning with Elnor to you know, take up arms and fight their way out and take revenge for the XBs that she killed. And uh, she turns up and is like, I'm glad I heard you saying that now because that is a, a breach of contract, more or less, and now I can kill you for conspiracy. So Elnor pulls a sword and he starts fighting with the Romulan guards and then him and Narissa go toe to toe and during the fight she has she pulls out these little daggers and she's firing them about and she's in the defensive pose with uh, Elnor during the fight and she's getting ready to throw one of these things at him but at the last second she throws one to the side and catches Hugh in the neck he dies by the end of the episode big spoiler wasn't happy to see that happening I love Hugh as a character and to see him in his full you know emotional human state and this episode was great excuse that noise that was my phone um yes by the end of the episode Elnor is trapped in this cube on his own he doesn't know how he's going to get out but he finds this little necklace thing hanging there and please excuse the noise outside the studio we've got the farmers are making the most of lockdown they're getting a lot of work done here at the minute um 
yes, he finds this little necklace sort of a thing, and it's got, and it turns out it's one of those little receivers that Seven of Nine gave Picard earlier in the series. You know, if you need a ranger, you know, take this one for you. Press that button, sort of thing. Call me if a ranger is needed. Now, I'm not sure. I would have to go back and check it out. If Picard left it behind, perhaps not. Or it was just a random one that he found on the cube. Uh, either way, not very clear storytelling. Something to get there. If it's going to be a part of the episode, an important part of the episode, and it's going to be set up for Elnor to find, I feel they would have made a bigger point, or a much clearer point to say, oh, look, this is the thing she haven't done you me. I'll leave it here in case somebody needs it sort of thing. I can't recall anything like that happening. But he presses a button at the end of the episode, and uh, yes, we pretty much finish off there. Uh, you know, but back on the Penthe, Picard and Soji have made amends. They're ready to go with the help of Riker and Troy and their daughter. Uh, they've managed to break the shell that Soji had up and her and Picard leave the planet together. <coughs> and uh, back on to the ship with Captain Rios and the crew. They managed to actually get in a Penfe to lift them. So I think that's going to do it for this review. I've got no idea how good this review went or how bad this review went. In my mind right now, I think I talked another load of nonsense. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the edit in this here. Or sitting down to do the edit and see how badly I did this. Because uh, mine was just all over the place there. Lack of sleep, guys. This has been a production of Coins Edge Media. Thank you so much for listening.